Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu wa barak. Ala al-ashrafu anbiya wa mursaleen. Nabina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi. Wa sallama tasliman kathira. Amma ba'd. Alhamdulillah. We, in our previous lesson, discuss some of the basics and some of the introduction, introductory masail, introductory affairs when it comes to the fiqh, fiqh and deen, and the definitions, some of the definitions in relation to this ilm uh, al-fiqh. And we, start, we discussed as well some of the understanding when it comes to the madahib, the four, uh, was referred to as schools of thought. In, in fiqh and all of that was just generally as an introduction for us going into this book here today which is the book of Umdatul Fiqh by Ibn Qudama Umdatul Fiqh by Ibn Qudama Rahimahullah and <clears throat> going through each of the some of the different masai some of the different issues that pertain to this, uh, within this book and within this affair of fiqh. And it's a, no doubt this book is a book which carries much benefit for the one that reads it and the one that seeks to study and learn it and understand it. For indeed, no doubt it's from the beginning books that a person will study when they would study the madhab of Imam Ahmed uh, ibn Hanbal. And what you find from a lot of the scholars and from a lot of the advices of Ahlul Ilm is that they advise that the Tulab al Ilm, when beginning, that they begin by studying the Madahib. They will study a particular Madhab. And what you find in terms of the Madhab of Imam Ahmed is that there's a lot of Masai that are Mawafaka bi Sunnah. There's a lot of the Masai that are in agreement with the Sunnah. And so I know that's a good and it's a beneficial madhab to study. The reason why you have this encouragement to study a madhab is due to the fact that when a person is studying a particular school of thought, if you like, it focuses them upon one thing and, under, and allows them to understand the different masail and fiqh in one thing. But, of course, when we say that the scholars encourage this, you do not say that in terms of they encourage this affair of taklid, that they encourage the person to study this and anything that is mawafiq, anything that is in agreement with the madhab, then you agree with. And anything that is that doesn't agree with that, then you leave it off. No. Of course, any the the himma, the most important thing for us is the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And anything that is in agreement with the sunnah and the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, that's what we are upon. Anything that opposes that, whether it be from what we're studying at a particular time or not, then that's what we we leave off. And so, that's generally the, the general, or that is the general principle you find when it comes to the advices of a lot of the scholars when it comes to studying this in this particular science of fiqh. Allah Taala knows best. This uh, this particular text here, Umdatul Fiqh, begins with Kitab Tahar. It begins with Kitab al-Tahara, the chapter of 
purification. The chapter of purification. And it's something that we discussed briefly when we were going through the Shurut al-Salah. And we said that majority of the books in Fiqh and the majority of the books in Ahkam, they begin with Kitab al-Tahara. And the majority of the books in Ahkam begin with Kitab al-Tahara, the book of purification. Does anyone remember the reason why? First, from the Iman, from Naam, from the Taharas, from the Iman. Naam, to Hushat, Iman, Nisfa, Iman, Naam, half in the Deen, half in Iman. That's not necessarily the reason, though. Is that? Naam, that's half the reason. It's a prerequisite for the Salah. Nah, so it's from the Shurut of Salah. So, but then, how many Shurut of Salah are there? How many Shurut of Salah are there? Nine. 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 We mentioned, we went through nine of them. So if there are nine Shurut, why begin with Tahara? Is so Tahara more important than facing the Qibla? Or more important than the Niyah? No. No? Why Tahara? Yes, because the Shurut Salah. But we mentioned that they're nine Shurut. Mm-hmm. So why Tahara and not any of the other eight? Because it's the first one. No. Not because because you said um, that Tahara is of two types. The Siwa Matnawi. That was after, isn't it? That's, it, that's, that's a, it is the, that is the reality, but that's not the reason why a lot of the, the scholars, the Fuqaha and, and the Muhaddithin, they begin with them. Because when it comes to Tahara, Tahara, this affair of purification is made up of many different Masai'il, which inshallah we'll find them when we, when we go through this. There's many different Masai'il that come when it comes to Tahara. And so it needs its whole chapter by itself. And it needs its own Tarakiz, it needs its own focus as well. As opposed to other Masai'il or other Shurud, other conditions, then they don't need a whole chapter, for example. Naam. An exception to that is what? And you know, a book that is an exception to that. Where it doesn't begin with Tahara, but it begins with another shart from the Shulut Asar. Begin a start begins with intention? No, that's usually it's in Tahara as well. The hadith of intention. Was it the Muwatta of Imam Malik? No. Muwatta of Imam Malik doesn't begin with Tahara. Naam. It begins with what? You know? Guess not any of the eight. So the Muwatta of Imam Malik begins with the timings of the Salah and the Messiah regarding the times of the prayer. Generally speaking, though, when it comes to the times of the prayer, no doubt it's a, it's a condition for the Salah that you pray in this time. But when it comes to the Muwakita Salah, then this is usually uh, mentioned within Kitab al Salah. Now it's usually a chapter, a sub uh, chapter within Kitab al Salah. But now, so now we have Kitab, um, Kitab al-Tahara and the first chapter in relation to Kitab al-Tahara is Bab Ahkam al-Miyah. So the chapter pertaining to the Masail and the issues around water and the different types of water and issues that now are connected to water. 
And so the text begins, and also just to mention as well, inshallah, we hope to have, because uh, there's not a lot of uh, English resources for this, so we hope to have some of it translated as we go along, inshallah. So the brothers will have be able to follow it in uh, with translation, inshallah ta'ala. But I wasn't, wasn't able to have it for today. But the text begins. I mentioned the al tuhura yutahiru min al ahdaf wa najasat wa la tahsul tuharatu bi ma'i ghayri. And so it begins by mentioning that water is created tuhur. Water has been created in the state of purity. Uh, it's free from any forms of impurities and filth. And water is it's not a case that water is or it attains this property of being pure by adding something to it. Naam, water in its in its origin is pure. Naam. So this is the beginning. That water in its origin is pure. And the proof for that is the same of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. The Surah Al-Anfal. We nazzlu alaykum min as-sama'i ma'an litahhirukum bi. And he sends upon you from the skies and from the heavens water in order for you to purify yourselves with it. In order to purify yourselves with it. Likewise, when the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was asked about the water of the sea. And no doubt this is the water which is which is remains in a manner in which it has been created. He mentioned Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the hadith. That it is pure in terms of its water. That it's pure in terms of its water. And so we understand by way of that, that water that remains in its original state is regarded as being tuhur, yani pure. And... An example of that, as we mentioned, is the seawater. This is the original state. And an example, another example, it may be the, the water that you get from the wells and springs. So, al-tuhur, in this definition, ma'a-tuhur, in this definition, huwa tahir fi nafsihi mutahir li that is pure within its own self and purifies other than it. It's pure within its own self and it purifies other than it. What does that mean? What does it mean? Anyone that's uh, it's been in these lessons for a while knows that there's going to be a lot of questions. So it's, uh, it's important to stay awake. No, it purifies something that's other than it, it's not pure, okay? And it's pure in its own self, what does that mean? Is that the that is, is the that is pure, that is 
So now, so that it's pure in its own self, is that it's, as you mentioned, within its own self, it's pure, it can be used. Now, so it can be used for just general adat, and it's edible, for example. You can eat it, you can drink it, use it for cooking, the likes of that. So it's pure in its own self. But it can also be used to pure anything other than it as well. So it can be used to remove impurity. So this is matter of Now, some of the scholars mention as well after that is that you have uh, ma, which is referred to as ma tahir. Ma, which water, which is referred to as tahir. And ma tahir is ma, which is water, which is pure when within its own self, but does not purify other than it. So it's pure within its own self, but it doesn't purify other than it. Naam. So, again, it can be used for the adas and anything mubah. It can be used, anything permissible can be used. However, it, can, it cannot be used to purify other than it. Naam. And then you have, finally, ma' najis. The water which is impure. And... This is the water in its definition, which is غير طائر في نفسه ولم يطهر غيره. And so this is the water that is not pure in its own self. And it can't be used. And, it, and by definition or by, uh, by ilzam, it cannot purify anything other than it as well. Now this is my najis. طيب those that, those, that's an example of those that say that it's three types of water. We mentioned this previously. Why is it that some people say there's only two types and there's not three? And what are the two types that they mention? There's pure and there's impure. So there's tohor and nejis. So why do they not mention tahir? Tahir is what? It's included? Um, no, no, not what? <laughs> because the um, the tahir is something that's actually mixed with something like a tea bag. No. Actually, called water. <laughs> 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 now, so the tahir has something mixed in it. So the matter tahir, remember the matter tahir, as we said, is water that is pure in its own self, so it can be used, but it cannot be used to purify other than it. Naam. So, the brother gave the example, Andrew gave the example, that you put a tea bag in water. Naam. So it changes one of the properties. It changes the smell, or changes taste, now it changes colour. And so it's no longer regarded as being tohor. You can't make wudu with that water now. But those that say this is not regarded as being water, is because why? Well, the characteristics have changed, or it's something even simpler than that. It's no longer. It's no longer called water. If you put a tea bag in the, in the, in the water, what do you call it now? Tea. tea. Naam. So those that's the, the from the scholars that say that it is only two this this sort of second type, they say that the ibra in, is with the ism as well. Alright, so we take significance with the name, and the name the name actually changes by way of it being mixed, and this is generally the case. When you mix water with something and it changes its properties, whether it changes the smell, taste, or colour, it will have a different name. Most, uh, most occasions will have a different name. 
Naam. And so it, it does, the, the scholars mentioned that when they say there's two types of water, they say it does, it's not befitting that you include this as a type of water, it's no longer water. Now, even though in relation to the fact it's not regarded as being watered as well. Now, and so this is, a, this is the first point, that water is created in a manner which is tohor. So it's created in a manner which it is uh, pure in its own self and purifies other than it. Thereafter, you have the mention, فَإِذَا بَلَغَ الْمَاءَ كُلَّتَيْنْ أَوْ كَانْ جَارِيًا لَمْ يُنَجِّسَهُ شَيْءٍ And so, if the water reaches that which is regarded as being كُلَّتَيْنْ So two كُلَّس Which is a measurement, which we'll discuss further If it reaches two, if it reaches كُلَّتَيْنْ Or it is running water Then it cannot be um, impurified I cannot be regarded as being impure. Now I cannot be regarded as being impure. And so, this is based upon the narration of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is recorded by Abu Dawood al-Tirmidhi, where he mentions, alayhi salatu wa sallam, إِذَا بَلَغَ الْمَعَكُلَّتَيْنِ لَمْ يَنَجِّسْهُ شَيْءٍ So if the water reaches kullatayn, then it then nothing or it cannot be uh, impurified. Now it cannot be or made made impure. So if it reaches kullatain, it cannot be made impure. Kulla or kulla or kullatain was understood from that is that it is uh, a particular measurement or rotten. Now, I'm a particular measurement in terms of. Uh, now, as mentioned here, وَكُلَّتَيْن مَا قَارَبَ مِئَةْ وَثَمَانِيَ أَرْتَالَ دِمِشْقِي. So it is one hundred eight pounds in the in the Damascus measurements. Now, and so that uh, in the one rattal or one rattal one is regarded as being one point. 785 kg so 1.785 kg in the Damascus measurements and so Qullatayn is regarded as being 108 of those so if if the water gets to that extent so it's gathered to that extent naam, then what is understood from that is that it cannot become impure and so by extension, they mentioned and it's mentioned here in the text that if it's running water, so it's going to be more than that, more than that amount, then it cannot become impure. Our water cannot become impure. Does that make sense so far? So if it's a particular amount, this particular measurement, then it, the water cannot become impure. Meaning what? Jigid. If something enters it from, from impurity, naam, then it cannot become impure. Naam, it cannot become impure. If the water has reached this particular measurement, or it is running water. It is running water. Okay. Except for what though? If what happens? 
except for one of the properties changes we mentioned. So if the color changes, <clears throat> its taste changes or its smell changes, then and it's caused by the entering of this this uh, impurity, then the water is impure. No. And that just enters one side. No. The color changes on that side. But not necessarily if you went mine, yeah? If you go around Yeah, yeah. No, no, if if as look if that which is that which has been changed, that is the impure that's impurity. So when we're talking about something that if it changes uh one of the properties, then we're talking about what whatever part of that has been changed. And it's not a case of the whole um the whole amount is now without it being impure. No, definitely. Also as well, some of the scholars they mentioned though that as long as these properties don't change, irrespective of whatever the uh, the measurement is of the water, they say that it does not become impure as long as the properties don't change. So they say as long as you don't have a change in the properties, then it's not regarded as being impure. The reason for that, um, the reason for that is that they have the hadith of the bi'r al-buda'a. They mention the hadith of the bi'r al-buda'a. And the bi'r al-buda'a was a particular well where people would throw the, um, the, the remains of the, of the menses, the luhum al-kilab, so the the, um, the the remains of dogs and the general, general, general things which were of bad smell and things that were regarded as being impure. And the response of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is in al-ma'atuhur laynatishu shay. This is hadith of Abu Sayyid al-Khudri. The, the response of the Prophet sallallahu was that indeed water is pure and so, nothing impurifies it. Indeed, water is pure and nothing comes to it impurify it or cause it to be, cause it to be impure. So they say that nothing, nothing impurifies it. So, based upon this, some of the scholars will say that as long as it doesn't change the properties, then this is sufficient. However, what we say in response to that is that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he specified kullatain in this narration. He specified a particular uh, measurement in this narration. Naam. So he didn't just say all water is pure. Naam, as long as it doesn't change the properties. He mentioned that it cannot be impurified if it reaches this amount. And so what we understand that Allah knows best is that this narration where it mentions that water is pure and nothing can impurify it. This is a general understanding. Right, this, is, this is the general speech from the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. 
Whilst the narration that mentions the specific amount of water, this is the specific, this is the specific of the Nabi Alayhi from his speech. Now, so you have the general and you have that which is specific. Now, and so, <coughs> thereafter as well, we have the understanding of the mat, which is uh, the running water as well. The running water is the water which cannot become impure unless something from it changes as well. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. And so, thereafter, it mentions, let me let you say, Illa ma lonahu as we mentioned, except for if its color changes, naam, its taste changes, or its smell. So what we understand from this is that if one of these properties changes due to the najasa, naam, due to impurity and filth, then it has changed and its water has now been regarded as being impure. Whether regardless of whether it's kullatain or more or less. Now regardless of how much it is, then we understand that as once one of these properties changes and one of the characteristics of the water changes, then it is no longer regarded as being pure water. Now So, there's a statement of Imam Ahmed, where he mentions, لَيْسَ فِيهِ حَدِيثِ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ سَبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى حَرَّمَ مَيْتَ فَيَتَغَيَّرَ بِهَا فَكَذَلِكْ تَعْمَ الْمَيْتَ وَرِيحُهَا فَلَا يُحِلُّ اللَّهُ وَقَالَ أَحْمَدْ لَيْسَ فِيهِ حَدِيثِ يَعْنِ لَيْسَ فِيهِ حَدِيثِ الصَّحِيحِ And so, you have the, the statement of Imam Ahmed, where he mentions that there's no authentic narration in relation to this, there's no authentic narration in relation to this uh, this particular ruling. Naam. However, we have the affair of the the dead, by the carcass being haram, and anything that changes by way of that carcass as well. So if that if something changes by way of it, the, the taste or its smell by way of the carcass, i.e. the dead the dead carcass then it no longer becomes halal. And so this is based, so this ruling is based upon that. Naam, this ruling is based upon that. Does that make sense? Or do I need to repeat? Jayid. So Imam Ahmed is mentioning that if the, one of these properties changes, then we know that it's no longer regarded as being pure water. He's saying, however, that there's no hadith sahih that mentions that particular ruling. Okay? So it's not taken from hadith sahih, this particular ruling. However, this hadith is understood in this, you can say it's understood by way of qiyas upon the eating of the, uh, the food, yeah, the eating of the food. And if you have a carcass, the carcass which is entered upon that, if the carcass has caused the food to change its taste or it's caused the food to change its smell now there's no longer permissible to eat from now so due to that ruling then we have qiyas upon the other now make sense what's a carcass carcass so the dead animal 
So the animal that hasn't been slaughtered is the one that's the stone. Al-Mayta. Hurimat alaykum al-Mayta. Wadam wa lahm al-Khinzir. Al-Mayta. The first we mentioned. No, 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 no. It's it's the dead animal. The dead animal. The carcass is a dead animal. So when it comes to the, if you have the dead animal, then this is the which is regarded as being haram. Now, so we know, for example, that which is haram, uh, the mater. So the animal which has died. Now, so for example, the animal was died and wasn't slaughtered in in the manner which was in accordance with the Sharia. So then this is uh, this is haram. Now. Blood, and if you know, as regarded as being blood, a, a, a blood um, product or something which is from the, the animal, but it's regarded as being the blood. Likewise, haram. Then you have uh, the lahm al khinzir, the pork, the pig, the swine. It's haram as well. And anything that is slaughtered for other than the sake of Allah, because this meat is haram. So it's the, this. Uh, the ayah is referring to anything from the meat, <coughs> anything that is from the the thing that that is from the cattle or the meat generally, Ali, that is uh, not permissible to eat from. Um, so it's not talking about any other food product. No, I'm talking about the meat specifically. No, and so due to that re- due to that ruling, we have this ruling with the water. No, we have this ruling with the water. No. وما سوى ذلك مخالطة النجاسة. And so anything other than that, and then it's regarded as being that which is mixed with or mixed in with the water. By the way, it's, it's uh, uh, something which is impure. So anything which is not kulatain. So anything which is not this uh, this uh, this amount of kulatain. As long as soon as the, the the impurity enters into it, then it's not regarded as being pure water. Now, does that make sense? So, if it's if it's kulatain, if it's kulatain, then it's the pure water. Now, if it's kulatain, it's pure water. And if impurity enters into it, then what? Can you still make wudu from it, مثلا? If it's kulatain or more. Yes? Unless one of the three characteristics change. Naam. So if it's kulatain or more, or it's running water, then if you have that particular type of water, you can make wudu from it, even if something impure enters into it. Unless what happens? One or three properties change. Naam. If now, however... It's less than kullatin. And then impurity enters into it. Then what? Can you make wudu? So as you mentioned, some of the ulama, they hold that you can, if the properties haven't changed, but if the property has changed, then you can't. No. But if we're talking about, generally speaking, ula alam. You mentioned that the process of the Qadr Kullatain, no. then based on that, if it's less, then wouldn't it be? Then based on that, is, yeah, based on the narration, if it's less, then um, you would say that it, you won't be able to make wudu from it. Even if you don't see any change. Even if the colour doesn't change, or the smell doesn't change, or the taste doesn't change, but it is, 
it is now less than this particular amount of kulatain, then the person should not make or purify themselves with it or purify anything with it. Allah Ta'ala knows best. Now, again, going back to what we mentioned, that he, alayhi salatu salam, he specified this particular amount. Now, he specified this particular amount when it comes to uh, At-Tahara. Wallahu a'lam. No. We're looking at something. Hajj, now. Now, because they, they used to measure it in, in that in that manner. Now, so I'm trying to think what, how you'd how you would uh, or what you could compare it to now. It's difficult to say. Difficult to say. That's my homework. <laughs> no, inshallah. I'll try to bring you something as an example, inshallah. If you see me next week with a container, you know why, inshallah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's about 200 litres now. Two. He said this is two. They want the two hundred liters. The normal oxide is two hundred liters. Inshallah. Inshallah. So we 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 have to do the homework together. Inshallah. <laughs> joint effort. Joint effort. Inshallah. Naam. And time. Uh, and so it mentions the kullatain in the, in the definition is ma qaraba mi'a wa thamaniya artal bid-dimishqi So that which is by way of 108 pounds by way of the Damishq, um, the Damascus measurements. So you find that the, the measurements may differ based upon, particular measurements differ based upon location. So you have Damascus, you have Iraqi, Mafalan as well. Wallahu a'alam. And now we mentioned that. So now thereafter it mentions as well. With a tubikal filma, ma laysa bit tuhur, or khalatahu, fagalaba ala ismihi, or stormila, firaf al hadaf, sedaba tuhuriatuhu. And so. Still, of course, we're still discussing water. Now, we're still talking about water. And so, here, the Kodama mentions that if it is cooked, as right, water is cooked in, with something of water, yeah, so referring to another substance that is not to whore. So, he's saying something that's not to whore, what do you think he means? Something that's tired. No, something that's tired. So not so he's not talking about najasa now, because no doubt you're not going to cook with najasa. So he's saying he's, he's referring to something which is cooking something which is not tahor, uh, it's tahir, so it's still permissible to use. Naam. However, it is not something that can be that can purify something else. Now it cannot purify something else. So here, 
He's referring to this affair of if it's cooked with something which is laser bitrug, and it's not something which is um, pure, a uh, pure within its own self and pure vice other than it. Naam, okhala tuhwinis, and so it's mixed with it. Naam, fagolaba ala ismihi. And so it overcomes its name, as we discussed earlier. If you put something, if you put the tea bag in the in the water, his name is overcome now, because no longer no longer regarded as being water. It's now called tea. Now if you put the coffee beans in the water, you're gonna call it coffee. Naam. So here is referring to, and so if it's it's overcome and it's overtaken its name, we discussed that earlier. Here though, the, the Ibn Qadama mentions. Or it is used for a rafa al hadith. So it's used in order to remove uh, impurity. Naam is used to remove impurity. Salaba ala tuhuriyati. So here it's mentioned, and so it's, if it's used to remove impurity as well as that, then its purity is lost. It's no longer regarded as being pure water. So these are the, all of the examples. Does that make sense? So if it's cooked in something and it changes, or it's mixed with something and it changes, then it is uh, no longer as being, it's no longer regarded as being pure. Now, pure water. Now, as for that point, the last point though, where it mentions if it is used for... Uh, the rough and hadith. Does anyone know, understand what that means? No. So, so, what's the what's the scenario though? You don't have any pure water, but you have something else that's still tahir. Ah, Not necessarily. You're making pure. You're making wudu. No. So you've made wudu of that water. No. This is now referred to as ma'amustamal. I used water. Ma'amustamal. The question is now, can you use that water now to make wudu again? Yes, when, uh, when, uh, when, uh, he used to make wudu. No. And uh, after I he, he used to do it again for the second time. So why is Ibn Qadamah saying this? Then? So, uh, Abu Dhanir. So why is Ibn Qadamah saying this? <laughs> 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 They say, can you use, yani, can you make, can you purify yourself with ma'atuhur? Or ma'an musta'man, sorry. Can you purify yourself with water that has been used for purification previously? Naam. So, for example, the, the scenario is, someone's make, made wudu. And they've made wudu, they've used the water, and they've caught the water as well. Can they now give that container, for example, to someone else and say, go make wudu with you? Or is it a case of because they made wudu of that water, now they can't make, someone else can't make wudu of that water? It would depend on maybe what you were removing because the narration that uh, the Prophet made, they, they used the same water. No. Nah. The Prophet mentioned that like the, the narration of, uh, of, the narration of, the narration of, of uh, Nabi Islam doing so with his wife, Maymuna, as well. So, uh, the zahir, that which is apparent, is that 
this water can be used again. Again, going back to what we discussed before, as long as these properties don't change. So you have some of the speech here from uh, Shaykh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, Imamullah, but he mentions, وَعَمَلُ الْمُسْتَعْمَلُ وَعَمَلُ الْمُسْتَعْمَلُ As for used water, نعم في الرفع الحدث فهو الطاهر نعم في ظاهر المذهب so that which, that which is apparent and that which is cor- uh, correct to the madhab that is طاهر that it is pure the water is pure and he mentions the narration found in Bukhari and Muslim in Mutafakan Ali mentions the narration of Jabir the narration of Jabir where he mentions جعني رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنا مريد لا أعقل فتوضع وصب وضوءه علي نعم and so he mentions رضي الله عنه that the messenger of Allah <coughs> صلى الله عليه وسلم came to me he came to me and whilst I was sick and I was not and he, uh, my presentism and thus he performed the wudu and poured his wudu water upon me. So he performed his wudu and poured the wudu water upon me. Now, and so this is what we understand from uh, this narration. No, that you take, you can take that water exactly, exactly. So, if this water was, for example, that if you suspected the iron of, of of some from someone, and uh, you was to use that water, naam, as a means, with permission of Allah, as a means of cure, then you would say that how can this be? How can it be the case that you can use water that is not used for purification? Now, so it's 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 a case of the water can be used. Now it's a case that the water can be used. Allah Taala knows best, and so the the general understanding from this is that the person can perform the the wudu in this case. Now I'm with this water. Any other scenario where the water where it's, where it's overcome. The water has been overcome and it's changed, then of course it cannot, the person cannot make wudu in that scenario. Wallahu a'lam. And inshallah, we'll conclude here just with these masail. And bi'idnillahi ta'ala, in our next lesson, we'll go on to um, mention some more of the, the masail of the, of the water. Insha'Allah, and we may begin the next the next chapter as well, which is the, the chapter referring to the utensils. Al Aniyah, Wallahu Taala, Alam, Jazakum Allah Khaira, Wa Barakulahu Fikum, Wa Sallallahu Wa Barak Ala Nabiina Muhammad, Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbihi Wa Sallam. Barakulahu Fikum. Thank <coughs> you. <coughs>
So 100 liters is one liter. Okay. Yeah. One liter, two point two pounds. So then, call it now. So there would be, yeah, according. Oh, you said two hundred. You said one ninety two. So half of half of the the bins, basically. <laughs> well. They have a small tank. Okay. It's not clear that I. It won't be that amount. <coughs> the tank must be very small then. Yeah, it's very small. Yeah. And what that's that's used for the water of the household. That must just be in Birmingham, man, because, because London, <laughs> Manchester, <laughs> that's we have sewage. Okay. So if that's if that's if that's a scenario, then that's a, another mess out of that as well. Maybe now. If it's, yeah, it, it is just, but the tank would have to be very small then if it's not going to reach that amount. That's be very small. So if we say now, um, the example the brother gave was the bins. Inshallah. I don't know about these bins until I came here, you know. This is not happening in London. But the example was the bins. So if we say, okay, you, half of them, Takariban, that's still a lot of, that's still quite a lot. Yeah, so if, if you're saying the tanks were, these tanks wasn't and wasn't even reaching that, they'd have to be very small. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, we're talking about the one opposite, the, opposite the green line, you know, the big, the, the big flat, that one we used to use. And we made the picture and I saw you saying that that one was mm. very small. Mm. And we talk about big, that one outside is 1,100, the big one. That big one there. Yeah, that's 1,100. Yeah. So that's definitely... Uh, Let it. Yeah. <laughs> but you think that it would, you know, it doesn't look that big, right? It's true. Yeah. 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 In the 180 any pounds, Dimishki. In the Dimishka measurements. Uh, and that is equal to 1.785 kg, roughly. No, in that particular measurement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 108. 108. 108. 
Nah. No. Inshallah, we'll um, hope to have some, some of the text for you next week as well, inshallah. Allah yifadukum. Bismillah. Wa barakatuh. Nabi Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi